Are we live? We're Ooh. live. What's up, guys? Is that me or is that you? I uh, don't know. I don't which know who's which? who. I have no idea. You're going to be the one with more people chiming in. Oh, is that how it goes? Yeah, I'm a big loser. <laughs> Are you? Well, I don't say anything. <gasps> oh. Aww. Aww. Do you feel naked without the headphones? I do, actually. I like hearing myself, my ears. That makes only one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be like, I, I don't like the, uh, the headphones. I like them. Let do me you? wear them. Yep. Here you go. Thank no, you, you can't. Why? It's like, because it's just because we're having a podcast. We're not in a studio studio. It's weird that I'm having to look you in the eyes, though. Yeah, you, you like to be in side by side. I want to sit beside you. We both kind of like yes, stare, stare off, off into, into dead nowhere. space. Yeah. All right. And I have to look at your eyebrows. Well, everybody on Instagram, welcome. I uh, welcome to our brand new space. Ooh, this is Vibe Studio. This is the Undersun Vibe Studio that I've been working on for how long now? Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. He hasn't even come home. He's just been sleeping here. Yeah, coming late at night, working on this. When I came in the space, it was not pretty. Oh God. It was yeah, not no. pretty. So this is all sweat equity, just a lot of time and energy put into it, trying to make it look cool. Uh, which, you know, that's how it is, starting a new brand. You have to- Put the time in? Put the time in, yeah. It's, it's sweat. It is, it's your own time, sweat, your energy, your ideas, and putting enough energy in it to bring those ideas to life. And so that's what this is. Walked in here, had a vision for what I want to do. And I think it's pretty cool. I think it is pretty vibey. It is vibey. Yeah. No, we got people out in the hallway though. You can hear them talking, but that's okay. We got a brand new just podcast. Up, the, the water guy's going to show up. James is all worried about it. Yeah, we got Zephyr Hills showing up. <laughs> Zephyr Hills is showing up delivering water. And I just realized that they're showing up between 12 and one right at our podcast. That's okay. I was uh, off to go get groceries when James said, hey, come over here. I'm like, oh, yes, I'll be, yeah, she, I'm getting gas. I'll be right was, there. She was headed to Trader Joe's. <laughs> I told her last week, I was like, put it in your calendar. Tuesday, noon, podcast. Thank you, Talia, for. I would have done this without you. Yeah, you'd have been sitting here staring at the wall. I would have. Don't worry. I can it's talk okay. about nothing to nobody. You would have made it happen. Yeah. You would have just done like a little mini Q&A. Would have done something. But anyway, so I, this is, I think, you know, with a brand new studio, with brand new microphones, which by the way, these are awesome. They call this the Elvis mic. Aw. Do you feel like Elvis? No. Yeah. <laughs> so, I won't sing, I promise, because yeah, that's a lot of a lot of wine and karaoke. <laughs> would you sing Elvis if you drank enough wine? If I drank enough wine, I probably would. Would you dance I like Elvis? I think I would be Cher. I'd be yeah. Yeah. I'd go full Michael on you. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, try to do the moonwalk. That just doesn't look like the moonwalk. So anyway, we got a new studio space, we got new microphones, so, you know, there was part of me that was tempted to change the name of the podcast. It was the James Grage Theory, and I was thinking about naming it something else, but, uh, you know, it's already set up on iTunes, so we'll just call it the podcast formerly known as the James Grage Theory. That's its new name. 
Yeah. It's like Prince. Easy, easy Prince, yeah. Yeah. The podcast formerly known as. I like it. It works. It does work. It's a long name, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you got a new sidekick on board. Woo. Oh, so you finally admit that you're my sidekick. Come on. I know we had this whole debate. I said, you know, you're my sidekick. And she's like, I don't want to be Robin. She's like, I want to be bad girl. I'm like, well, then be fucking bad girl. I don't care. <laughs> call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. You just don't want to argue with me. That's all. It's okay, though. I don't want to argue, period. Especially in my vibey studio. Okay, yes. No fighting in the vibey studio, you guys. Yeah, okay? I want to, want to be chill and relax. Good energy. Yeah. No bad vibes. No bad vibes. I'm not into wearing t-shirts with stuff on it, but I would wear a no bad vibes t-shirt. Okay. Um, I'll go to Target later and buy you one. Is that where you buy it? Target? Probably. Is that where you get a lot of those shirts? I know you order no. a lot online on Etsy, but Target has some of that stuff too? Yeah, like I wear pink on Thursdays or I drink wine on Wednesdays, but those are pretty much outplayed. I don't even understand I wear pink on Thursday. What is that? Exactly. I don't even know. But then again, I wear tank tops that say, you know. No fucks given? No fucks given or, you know, snitches get stitches. <laughs> That's kind of your style. In your face. That's kind of your style. Actually, you're working on some stuff for Undersun right now, doing some of your own shirts. I am, yes. They are. So you got a notebook filled with notes of, of all your of snarky the, little gym sayings. Yes, it's been, yeah. Everybody's been asking me to kind of come up with some shirts and it's really what I'm, uh, I'm known for. So it'll be fun. It kind of is your thing. You have to just not care though, you know what I mean? And some of them you just gotta like you don't want to go you know pick up your kids from school with, like you, know. you do yeah I just like when you shit. pick little james up at private school what was the shirt what did it say on there i can't even <laughs> no yeah you're that mom oh yeah i'm hashtag that mom for sure but which you've actually had teacher teachers tell you that you're that mom yeah you know what i mean i don't like to be i don't want to be put on the email list so my kids go to people's birthdays i'm just i don't want to like sign myself up for that because it's just too much commitment. Um, yeah, you know, I pick my kid up on a scooter sometimes if she's not riding the bus, you know what I mean? So, hey, you know. But she wears a helmet at least. I missed snack, I, I missed snack day one time and. No, you missed snack. You were snack mom and you missed it more than once. Only one time. And then I pretty much bought snacks for the whole year. So I totally made up for you it. You hypercompensated out of guilt. Yes, I did, those poor kids. Yeah. No, no juice boxes for them. <laughs> <laughs> then I went like super over the top and, buy, and got like all sorts of like crap that I wasn't supposed to get, like sugary snacks. Yeah. So all the parents were pretty much hating on me, but they've been like, "Hey, uh, just want to ask you if you give your email." <laughs> I was there. For the <laughs> no, hide in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Dive in so she doesn't see you. <laughs> I know it's terrible. You're avoiding the class mom. Going to hell. I know, but it's just some of these birthdays are like all the way out and like Timbuk fucking nowhere. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm sorry, but you know. We're definitely, I think, those parents where, you know, there's some parents and I, I take my hat off to them because they <laughs> yeah. do it all. They sacrifice everything that they're doing for their kids. They're taking them to, you know, 
practice to every birthday party to you know hey, to Disney World every weekend yeah, we or whatever it is. We don't really do that either. But like, well, you and I don't do good with crowds and like we don't like crowded spot places. And that's why we don't go to nightclubs and we're not social. We're not. Well, you're not social. I think I'm, you know, pretty pretty cool when it comes to my social skills. You are social. If it, if it weren't for you, I would probably talk to nobody. You, <laughs> well, you clearly have more friends than I do. <laughs> they just don't realize how unsocial I am. And you're only social when you want to be social. That's okay. Yeah, well, I'm kind of uh, introverted, I guess. I'd rather, you know, I'm content being in my own head, my own thoughts. It's funny when we go to parties, it's like, is uh, James okay? I'd be like, yeah, don't worry about him. He's good. <laughs> yeah, I've always He's off laying, laying in a hammock or on your lawn chair reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> it's true, though. It's all right. And I'm like, Wee! Everybody's in the house drinking and I'm sitting in the back patio. Yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. Make it awkward. True story. I, you know, it's awkward for me to be in a group. I don't like it. I feel uncomfortable. Hey, listen, at least you man the fort when I pass out at my own parties. I do. I pull your hair back when you're laying on the floor puking in the toilet. That's okay. That was the bird flu, just so you know, okay? Let's oh, get... you act like it was one time. Just, just, See, we talked about all the stories time. of you shitting your pants. I mean, we could talk about all the times that I've had to pick you up off the floor. Oh, come on. Seriously, it's not that See, and Nick times. has a tendency. This is her routine when she passes out. It's, I come up, like I put her in bed, I get her all tucked in, I go downstairs to take care of her thing and I come back up. She's not in bed. She's back laying on the toilet, but butt naked. (laughs) I don't know how, but she strips off all her clothes and she's butt naked on the floor hugging the toilet. That's like her thing. And so of course I gotta take pictures. And then she wakes up the next day. She doesn't believe me. I feel like attacked sometimes on this podcast. I I do attack you. I do, yes. Because you got, we've talked about this before. You got so much shit on me, but I got nothing on you. Whatever, your whole goal of this podcast is to to try to annoy me. Yeah, I'm just going to interrupt you because you talked fucking much. Yeah. So the reason why I'm here. So there you go. Keep him in check, folks, okay? So you guys go, don't get all bored. Well, so I'm here to tell. Ready? Like, let's go. Let's I'm, talk about macros. <laughs> I'm I'm here to air out all your dirty laundry, and you're here to hey, annoy at least me. It it's, makes it interesting and not as boring. Okay, you're, I'm not perfect. All right, but at the end of the day, it's okay. I'm okay with it because I don't I'm give a, a shit. I'm, a, I'm okay with it. I'm okay I like with to go out, it. I like to have fun. I like to hang with my friends. I like to pass out. At least it's on my own bathroom floor. She did it on my birthday. I have the bird flu. Okay. Seriously, Listen, I have the bird flu. Bird flu doesn't make you drunk. Influenza. I didn't drink that much. Oh, you argue with Stop. all of You argue with all of us. We all tried to convince you. You're like, I only had two drinks. I never had two drinks. I'm more than that. <laughs> the funny thing is. Don't get started with me, Grace. So my birthday, we had it on an outdoor patio. And all of a sudden, typical Florida fashion, it starts pouring rain. Pouring rain. Let's go back to the fact that I had birth, but I didn't know it. Pouring rain. So everyone comes and out. And there's to- only like 1,200 people in all of North America that get this. And I was one of them on this night. So okay. under the influence of bird flu, bird flu, 
everyone comes up, they're like, well, we'll see you at your house. I'm like, what are you talking about? So as it started pouring rain and Nick's like, party in my house. <laughs> so she invites everybody to the house and here I am, Mr. Like antisocial, not like, I just don't do well in other people's parties, let alone even parties at my house where I feel obligated to try to entertain because I do feel obligated. I want, you know, if someone's in my house, I want to be a good host. And I, I am a good host when people come over. No, you're not. Yes, I am. What are you talking about? How am I not a good host? You have host? somebody that comes over to the house and then I show up like hours later and I'm like, hey, would you like something to drink? And they've been sitting there. You didn't offer them water or coffee or anything. That's not a party. When there's a party, I'm a good host. I make sure that everyone's dialed in, taken care of, but I can't relax. So anyway, don't try to distract me. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, no, I... I'm not going to have an ADD moment. I am going to remember this story and I'm going to tell this story. So she invites everyone to the house. So I'm all stressed out. Like I'm running around. I'm like, all right, well, let me, you know, like, let me turn on some music. Let me make sure people have drinks. And all of a sudden I look around. I'm like, Where's a Nick? Where is she? So I get kind of irritated. I go upstairs. Yep. Just hugging the toilet bowl. I'm like. I had birthday. I'm like, really? And she's like crying and her mascara is running down her face. She's oh, like, seriously? I'm sorry I ruined your birthday. I'm sorry I ruined your birthday. So I had to like go downstairs. I'm like, all right, everybody out. I swear everyone was there for like five minutes. That was it. They came over to the house and five minutes later they were out the door. Whatever. I'm like, your fearless leader is down for the count. Yeah, fearless leader is right. Yeah. But I love you. But you got good stories. I know. You are never boring. You are never boring. Nope. Never boring. Only boring people get bored. That's right. Only boring people get bored. That's what I tell the kids anyway. That's what my mom always told me. It's true, though. It is true. I don't think I've ever been really bored. I've been stressed out. I've like probably felt every emotion under the sun, but I don't think I've ever really been bored in my life. There's always something going on. Yeah. That's actually my biggest fear is being bored. Like having nothing to do. I get way too antsy. I can't even know. Like even when we go on vacation, like somewhere tropical, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be like doing something. You can be like read an entire book and yeah, but even then, I can't. It's not like I can sit on the beach for six hours and read. I'll read for an hour, and then we'll get up and we'll go do something. But yeah, every vacation we're always doing something, going on excursions, ATV rides, going through the jungle, doing something. Yep. Yep. But yeah, no, bored never. That's uh, it's my mission to fill my life with as many cool experiences and things as I can bored that's when you're just sitting around you know you're just not doing anything if you're bored you're literally sitting around with nothing to do soon you're gonna be like graffitiing the side of walls and trains I'm going to you are what's your graffiti name we need to think of one Anyone on Instagram listening to this, you can chime in. <laughs> Apparently, if you're in the graffiti world, you have your graffiti name. So, mine doesn't even have to be cool. It can be lame. Like, I'll take a lame graffiti name. A lame graffiti name? Yeah, I'm not trying to rhyme either. Yeah, right, Lar. Hmm. I would... What was the other one that I said the other day? I don't know. Uh, what would you say? The problem is, I would be the guy who gets arrested. You know why? 
I would be the one hiding in the bushes. I would be the guy that gets arrested for doing graffiti because I would take way too long. Like uh, those guys are in and out. I was shocked. Some of those, we've heard from someone that we know who does graffiti who said that one of the full train car length uh, designs, they can knock out in less than an hour. All those details. I mean, when you get close, it's not perfect, but as the train's going by at 40 miles an hour, it looks pretty bitchin'. But that's how <laughs> this, you have to be. This took like eight days. Yeah, it's like I keep trying to, I'm following the train across the country so I can All finish of a my mural. Your, your work's in Phoenix. You're getting on a plane to go follow the train. Uh, where's James? I think he hopped on a train. He's in Kansas. Yeah, he's riding the rails trying to finish his mural. Yeah, so. Aww. I think if, if I were to do that, I would have to get a Vandal. little bit faster. That's what I was saying. You should be called Vandal. Oh, come on. You know there's a million graffiti Vandal guys. Vandal number 56. 556. 556. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny is, all right, so here's how I feel about graffiti. The Let's call it vandalism because a lot of people do. Train cars I have no issue with because train cars are ugly anyway. Uh sides of buildings that don't belong to you, things like that, especially ugly graffiti, I have an issue with. But the train cars I have no issue with, but I could see the appeal of it. The appeal is, it's the combination of one as an artist, because most of those guys are artists, wanting to finish your piece of work. So yeah. like having an idea in your head and being able to execute this this idea, bring it to life. It's the rush of not getting caught. And it's the rush of not getting caught. So it's like yeah. having to see if you can finish this thing fast enough and get it done without getting busted. Oh, speaking of being a bad boy, somebody got a ticket yesterday. I got that on him. I did get, actually, no. He got a ticket, he's speeding in my truck and then he tried to blame it on me because he said that I didn't have the registration or insurance or whatever, but I, I put it where he told me to put it and yeah. No, I told you put it in your car. I didn't tell you specifically where to put it. You hid it. It was in my car. Most, most, it's, okay. You're like, driving my truck. I know where it's if, at. If you're listening to this, raise your hand if you put your registration in your glove box. Or option B, raise your hand if you put your registration maybe behind your sunshade. This is like number one and number two. You hid it in like some secret compartment that no one will ever find. It's right to your right. You'll see it. I dug through your truck. So anyway, I did not get a speed ticket. I got off, but he gave me like a token, where's your insurance card ticket. So now I gotta, now I gotta photocopy and mail it in, but still better than a speeding ticket. Better than doing 50 you're, to 30. You're still a bad boy. Bad, 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 Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing I got on him, see? A speeding ticket? Yeah, and I'm like laying naked by a toilet throwing up. I got it. Yeah, but yours is way, way more awesome. Yeah, it is. You know what? One of these days, I'm going to do like a whole collage, like a montage. Uh, all the pictures that I have. Where? What do you mean where? A montage of what? Of, of all your, yeah, naked passed out on the floor. What, Minka's wedding? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is what you're marrying into. <laughs> yeah. They say the daughters become just like their mothers. Oh, so here's what here's what you're getting yourself into. Oh, <laughs> little minkster. Listen, if Minka grows up to be half as awesome as you, then whoever marries her will be pretty lucky. Oh, high five. Wingman. No. <laughs> Dang it. 
I still got to I always tell, I tell a Nick because, you know, it's like everyone, no one's perfect. Everyone's got their flaws. And my thing is, hey, if you fart a lot and you shit your pants and, you know, you pass out naked all the time, if that's the worst of it, I can deal with that. I would, I'll take that all day long over you being a bitch. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't be a bitch and fart. Cause that's just not cool. Yeah. You just be a farting bitch. <laughs> no one likes a farting bitch. Okay. Oh my God. This shit we talk about. Well, this is the stuff we talk about at home. This is, this is who we are. Probably pretty offensive to some, but. At nighttime it's even worse. <laughs> I think that's our funny time. It's like we turn off the light and the random small talk that, that. I feel like I have to sing into this thing. You should do it. Come on, belt it out. To the window, to the wall. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm still missing my your, headphone. My your mom, your mom said you used to actually sing very, very well. I know, and then I went to puberty. Did you? Things just changed. This is your post-puberty voice. Yeah, my post-puberty voice. What'd you sound like before? Like an angel. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you yell too much. People would be, fucking move their ass and not be, move so slow. Being a parent, hmm. being a parent turned you into a yeller. Actually, yes. Oh. True story. True yep. story. I thought I could kind of like go through the years with like being like super calm and chill and stuff like that, but no. It's like a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of wine. Maybe some therapy in between there. You know, it's pretty ineffective too. I've been kids, telling you that for years. Because it gets totally tuned it out. You tune it out. Of course I do. That's survival instinct. And then of course then, yeah, and then you leave it to me. I'm the one who's left picking up all the shit and everything else. I don't totally leave it to you. Yes, I, you do. I, I come in, I'm the heavy. You don't. Oh, yes, I do. All I have to do is give the look. Well, maybe you should be giving the look a little bit more. So. <laughs> Listen, when they're with me, they're perfect. Oh, whatever. Well, they actually do say that moms bring out the worst in their kids. I'm serious. When they're with me, they're easy. When you're around, Don't it's like correct, it brings out okay? the terrible. And I'm just going to keep out the giving them to you. You can, you can take them. Take you gonna, them. You going to move out? Yeah, I'll go diplomat and get a massage. Will you? Lay by the pool. Yep. And then? And then come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's tough being a mom, man. Being a parent is tough. You know, and then trying to like, be you know, it and a mom is like. Being a parent is tough to. in general. It's, you know, you and I talked about it the other day that even from the perspective of the decisions that we make once we become parents. And I think that was the thing that scared me about becoming a dad was that I knew that for the first time I would be truly responsible for someone other than myself. And I was super selfish before. And. I didn't have any worries. Like I would do crazy stuff and dive off bridges and ride my motorcycle way too fast and drive cars way too fast and do everything full tilt and crazy because I wasn't scared of the consequences. Now like, you have an insurance policy? Well, I mean, look, if I died, I died. Like, What's it I, at right now? Hmm? What's your insurance policy at? The, the one that's for the kids? <laughs> yeah. You get a lifetime membership to Denny's. <laughs> You'll be fed. <laughs> uh, that's in your trust. <laughs> oh my God. You're so mean. But uh, 
No, that was uh, that was one of the first things. Actually, I did go get an insurance policy. Did we talk about that before? That that was one of the things that first thing I did is I felt super guilty riding my motorcycle after James was born, and it took all the fun out of it. And so I was worried about for the first time, like, what if something happens to me? Who's going to take care of him? Like, who's going to this? Who's going to that? So I tried to ease my guilt, and I ran out and bought an insurance policy, named him on the insurance policy. And that still didn't ease my guilt. And so I stopped writing less and less. And I think that it affects all the decisions that we make. Mm -hmm. We have a tendency to, to be much more cautious and take the safe approach with life decisions once we become a parent. And I think that's good in one way, but I think it's also dangerous in another because it's so easy to find ourselves in a rut doing something that maybe we don't want to do or we would have made a different decision if we weren't parents and so you know i don't know where that fine line is between being responsible being a good parent and doing the safe thing and taking a little risk and doing you know nurturing yourself and and pursuing the things that you want to pursue even if it is a little riskier <laughs> i remember when you were working on your tank in the garage and yours my tank your, oh the your, gas tank for the, the motorcycle gas tank for the motorcycle you can oh, tell that story my god it was uh chase um james's what? nephew both of us were in the kitchen and we just we thought james was working out in the garage like moaning really loud and kind of grunting and screaming or like wow he's having a real workout then he like <laughs> started screaming even more <laughs> So I like dropped all my shit, ran into the garage, and he has his face in the sink. Apparently, his the chemical that he was using was pressurized in the container. No, it was it was in a, the tank. Yeah, so it was it was my tank for my motorcycle that it had built up all kinds of you know they'll build up rust and residue inside the tank, and so then it had. The sides of the tank were beaten in, you know, it was a custom tank, they were dished on the sides. And when you do that, you thin out the metal and sometimes you can get little tiny pinholes that you never see. And so what it was doing is it was leaking through super slowly and it was creating bubbles in the paint. So I want to repaint the tank, but the first thing I needed to do was go in there, strip out the old sealer on the inside, clean it all out, weld up the holes, etc. Okay, so, the good part. So the good part is I put the chemical in there that's designed to strip out a gasoline proof sealer. <laughs> so you can imagine how strong this shit is. If it's designed to, to eat away a sealer that's designed to resist gasoline. So I put it in there and you're supposed to plug your, your pet cock, which is where the gasoline comes out the bottom of the tank. What is tank. that again? Yeah, you, you can pet my cock. <laughs> so then you're supposed to put it in there and like shake it all around and then to let pay. it sit. And then come out and flip it upside down and do the whole the whole thing. So it got to the point where it was time to let the pressure out. So I had literally put a cork in the end of the pet cock there. You want me to say it one more time? Yeah. Pet cock. Pet cock. One more time. Okay, I'm listening to your story. Okay. So are they. So I like tr tried to like slowly wiggle it out there just in case, and that thing exploded. It shot out like a bottle, like a cork out of a champagne bottle and sprayed me all over the face, like directly in the face. And so, yeah, 
it was literally burning. Like I could feel my skin burning and it was getting hotter and hotter. And then I ran over, I was blind. I had my eyes closed. So I'm stumbling through the garage and, and he's like screaming to me, get the, get the water hose. And we try to neutralize it with some baking soda. And then, oh, and then he was using like this, uh, what do you call that stuff? That mojo, like Gojo. Gojo. Yeah. yeah. And I thought his skin was peeling off. Cause it's pink. Phone, phone and ambulance. <laughs> Mink is crying. <laughs> Finally, when the burning sensation went away, this fucker starts laughing. And I'm like, you're such an asshole. Out of here. I was like, put a bandaid on it. See you later. Yeah, well, I couldn't help but laugh. It was quite the scene. Like, it's just, you know, you just gotta like live your life. You just never know when shit is just gonna take its course. And that'll be it for you. You know what I mean? Like, I put a burning... I put a carton of eggs in the fridge that were on fire. Remember that? Yes. Fuck <laughs> me. The question is, how did you catch them on fire in the first so place? So I had a carton of eggs that was sitting beside the fire pan, the, the frying pan, and it's a gas stove. So I didn't notice that when I had the end of the carton of eggs was burning, and then I had just taken the carton, grabbed it, and stuck it in the fridge. And as, you, as, you, as you're walking... <laughs> the 15 feet from the stove <laughs> to the refrigerator, you don't notice this flaming carton of eggs? No. <laughs> How? I don't How's that know. possible? I don't know. So anyway, I put it in the fridge and I closed the door. So yes, there are, okay. Hashtag that mom. But anyway, I was like, man, it smells really smoky. <laughs> and then I opened up the fridge and a big thing of smoke comes out. Oh my God, I think that fridge smelled like smoky ribs for like a month. <laughs> James is like, I think he just fucked up the fridge. I'm like, yeah, I think I fucked up the fridge too. <laughs> oh my God. The whole side of the carton of eggs was gone. Yeah. So I guess, you know, you just never know. No, you're just right. Stuff happens and you know, I could have burned the whole house down. And Was that know? that uh, Jim Carrey documentary that we watched where there was that interview? So, if you guys haven't seen it, it's a trippy, trippy documentary. It's the behind the scenes when Jim Carrey filmed Man in the Moon where he played Andy Kaufman. And the crazy thing is he had a film crew, his own private film crew do a behind the scenes documentary. The crazy thing is this dude went into oh, Andy yeah. Kaufman character 24 seven. He became Andy Kaufman. Jim Carrey was gone for however long they filmed this movie, which was probably like six months super uncomfortable and so then whenever they put this documentary together let's call it a couple years after the post you know interview where he's had time to reflect on it he was telling all these different stories and one of the stories is he was talking about his dad he was saying that and this really actually resonated with me I uh, and it it clearly shaped the decisions that Jim made later in his life he was saying that his dad, this goes back to what we were talking about before, like how being a parent changes our decision-making process. He was saying that his dad always wanted to be, he was saying that he was funny, that his dad was super funny. That's where Jim learned to appreciate comedy was from yeah. his dad. And that I think his dad wanted to be, I don't know, some sort of performer, whether it's a comedian or musician or something, but those were his dreams. He gets married, has kids, and decides to do the responsible, smart thing. And I think he became an accountant, which think about like, what an extreme from 
being an entertainer to being an accountant. But it was the smart, responsible thing. Take care of your responsibilities. So that's how Jim grew up with his dad having this job. And so at some point, I think in his adolescence, you know, maybe he was like 12, 13, whatever he was, his dad loses his job. And his dad was devastated from it, not because he lost his job, but he was devastated because he thought he made the safe decision, do the responsible thing, and sacrifice his dreams in the process, only to realize that there is no such thing as a sure thing, as a safe thing. Yeah. And that really hit home with Jim, and he realized, well, if there is no such thing as a sure thing, as the safe thing, that security is just an illusion, then you might as well pursue your dreams. You might as well take those risks and go out there because all of life has risks anyway. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So you might as well go out and live it. And you know what? I mean, it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful statement. And clearly it obviously shaped a lot of the decisions that he made. Yeah. 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 Actually, I remember how trippy that movie was. He was like the real deal. He acted just like him. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. There were parts of that where I just, like, I squirmed where I wanted to get up yeah. and walk away just because it was so awkward. Yeah. It's going full commitment, man, into a role. Yeah, I mean, that's where the documentary was interesting because it was, you know, it wasn't just him playing a part. It's like he, he lived it for, he lived Andy Kaufman for that period of time. He said in a way it was liberating, though. Because all the problems that Jim Carrey had as an individual, all Jim's worries and everything in his history, all of a sudden he was able to let all that go. Jim was gone temporarily. And uh, there was part of the post interview where he was saying that becoming Jim Carrey again was was tough. It's crazy Canadians. He is Canadian. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's life. Uh, I've definitely experienced that last year with my dad passing, just reminded me that it's true. You know, we're only guaranteed one thing in life. And I, you know, it's been kind of like my mantra lately this last year, but it really had a huge impact on me finding myself saying, wow, you know, I know we all know what's gonna happen, but it really does happen. Does that explain why you're growing your hair out? What happens once? Um, no, I don't know why I'm growing out. I think that, uh, people ever say, are you going through a midlife crisis? No, I'm going through like crisis means something bad's happening. I'm going through like a, a midlife, uh, reevaluation. A midlife reinvention. How about that? Reinvention. You like that? Recreation. I don't know. Something along those lines. Mm, It's a new chapter. Look, life is full of... Kurt Cobain-ish. Life's full of chapters. Matter of fact, sometimes it's not even full of chapters. Sometimes it's a brand new book. Like sometimes you finish a book and it's time to pick up a new one. And that's kind of how I feel. It's just... uh, you know, that's how, that's how life should be. We should do like a book club. A book club? Yeah, no, that's a bad idea. Never mind. <laughs> you don't like reading. I, and Nick got this book and I'm like, you're not going to finish the book. She's like, why do you say that? I'm like, cause you don't like to read. She's like, I'm going to read. So she, oh my God. <laughs> she read this book only out of spite, just to prove me wrong. Cause I said she wouldn't read it. The funny thing is she didn't really read it. She read all the words there's like a difference between reading the words 
I got lost on chapter two. There's a different Eckert Toll. Yeah, it's kind of heavy duty. Yeah. But you read all the words, but there was like, I don't think you absorbed any of it. No. Yeah. It's, it's no. sad to say. I really tried though. I really, really did. That's how I see people work out that way. They do the same thing. It's like, they don't make each rep count. They don't actually feel it. They just count them out. Rep them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's kind of, you were just like reading the words. Well, I, yeah, I really, that read, I had a lot of questions. That one is, that was like, if you're going to pick up a book, that's not exactly like a casual, Holy. chill out. Yeah. Might as well pick up Play-Doh. But what's that one book that I read? What's Actually, and I don't mean Play-Doh, like Minka's Play-Doh. See, that you would probably like. Playing with Play-Doh? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Play-Doh is pretty Make cool. Make little pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> we should do like... Like that should be our like decompression time is playing with Play-Doh every night. We need more fun and stuff like that. We used to play Uno every night, you and I. Forget the kids, it was you and I. Uh, yeah. Playing with Play-Doh, you wanna play with Play-Doh? Why not? What's wrong with Play-Doh? You just said that you like Play-Doh. I like Play-Doh, but. But? You got like way too much shit to do. There's just, I can't see it. There's no time to play with Play-Doh? I can't see it. There's I could always, see something else, but. All right, well, there's always time to play with Play-Doh. This is weird. So anyway, yes, that's uh I think I will not have any of that. She just doesn't like to share. Life is short, gotta get shit done. No time to play with Play-Doh. Life is short. That's why I keep that hourglass on my desk. Just to make sure that I show up on time? No, it's to remind <laughs> me that that's life. <laughs> Was it, wasn't that a soap opera? Like my grandma used to watch a soap opera. There was something like Days of Our Lives and it had an hourglass. And yeah. Was, is that what it was? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't Do they really. still have soap operas? I don't know. YouTube's a soap opera. The gym's a soap opera. Gym's always been a soap opera. Oh yeah, there's crazies at the gym for sure. There always has been. That's gym life. Yeah. Gym drama. Gym drama. That would actually be a good YouTube series. Ooh. Need a better name, but yeah. No, gym dramas. Gym Perfect. drama? Yeah. Yeah, not for me. I don't want to do it. I don't like gym drama. I've had enough gym drama out of my 25 years of training. Gym drama? Yeah, that's why do you think I train with bands now? I don't even want to go into a gym anymore. I'm tired of gym drama. I hear you. Yeah, kind of over it. It was cool for a bit, but yeah. It's like Groundhog Day. It's watching the same shit over and over. No matter what gym I go to, it's the same drama. It's the same, same, same all the time. So, yeah, it's... It's almost like I could just, I could, Ooh, I could script this excitement. out. I could totally script out your, your show, your gym drama show. You script it out? Oh, I easily could. Trust me. Me and my girls can talk about some gym drama for sure. Like think about anyone who goes to the gym. Think about everyone knows one of these. Everyone knows like the couple, the married couple and not married together, married separately. that show up <laughs> to the gym at five o'clock in the morning, like before the gym open. The gym opens at 5.30, they're in the parking lot at five, you know, together, making out in the car. There's always Who one of those. Who do you know that does that? How many? No, but Who people or show how up many? at five? Oh your God, <laughs> through the years? I used to open a gym so at five bad. in the morning. When I was in college, I was the one who opened up the gym and there was always one of those. There's always someone in the parking lot. Waiting? Hey, they're getting not, it. No, not waiting. In the car making out with each other. Oh, God. Yeah. Early bird gets the worm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, well, this was kind of an informal. We didn't have a, a fixed topic. 
one of the things that Nick and I are talking about is we definitely want more feedback from everyone on topics. I think it'd be more fun to. Yes, that's what we definitely want to discuss. Kinda. Yeah, make it more structured. Yeah, I was almost actually late to this podcast, so. She was late, by the way. I, I totally forgot about it, I'm completely honest. She showed up, it's supposed to be at noon, she showed up at 12.05. It was 12.01 when I walked through the door, actually. <laughs> In your head. For real, I had to get gas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. You've always got gas. So, yeah, so, let us know. Topics. Topics, where, I mean. Where you want us to take this and what rabbit hole you want us to go down. Well, that's what we'll do is we'll pick, uh, we want to keep them short, keep them about 45 minutes, break them up into about two to three different topics, a podcast. Even just a simple Q&A, you know, it's not like we, you know, we'll just go off the live feed or whatever. Well, it's kind of tough to do live feed because then it ends up on the podcast and iTunes and then you have like a lot of weird dead time. So I think if everyone can just, you know, go in well, DM us. DM us on Instagram. So DM a Nick. Hers is a Nick Fitness. What is that? Drop mail? What? What is that? Drop mail? Direct DM? message. Direct mail. Yeah. <laughs> yes, drop mail. <laughs> this is like AOL or something. You got mail. <laughs> it can work. Uh, Dropping some mail. <laughs> okay, so back when everyone actually used to have answering machines, when Nick and I first met, my God. <laughs> so our answering machine, because we'd never ever check messages. The same thing, that's why I don't have a voicemail, because I won't even check them. So why even set the expectation for you to leave a message, because I'm not going to check it. So I have no voicemail. I haven't probably a decade. But anyway, so our answering machine would be full. So Nick went through, and she was checking all the messages, and she was looking at the caller ID on the phone. And she comes in, she looks really confused, and she puts her hands on her hips. She's like, she's <laughs> oh like, my God. she's like, who is Comcastable? I'm like, well, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark and say that that is Comcast Cable. <laughs> yeah, Comcastable. Oh and Nick likes to make up words. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way cooler though it sounds really exciting oh my god that is comcastable i know i should be like it's amazing yeah when something is really amazing that's comcastable it should be Even a commercial comcast right there is not so amazing but comcastable yeah comcast is not amazing i know you made that very clear the last podcast you're very angry about I, it so i know not... i had people like chiming in and telling me like woosa <laughs> Yeah, no joke. You're like swearing and getting all aggressive. I thought you were going to put graffiti over your graffiti. Let me tell you, Comcast <laughs> will make anybody angry. Yeah. Anybody. Try oh, getting yeah. on the phone with them. No. It'll make anybody angry. Does that make you do it? Actually, you know what is crazy is they're getting better. And I think they're getting better because they have to because it's getting competitive out there. He's in his vibey space now. So yeah, see, I'm feeling so chill know. right now. See? I'm trying to I'm trying to see the best in everybody, even in Comcast. But Aww, so, so nice. anyway, that's it. We'll wrap it up. Hit Maybe. us up on DM. Hit up a Nick, a Nick Fitness, or hit me up, James Grage, uh, or actually it's James underscore yeah. Grage. Or you can even hit us up on Undersun, which is Undersun underscore Fitness. And as usual, we are still having. Don't be shy. I will answer anything. Just so you know. So. You'll answer anything. I'll answer anything. Whatever question is this, you have. Is this truth or dare? Yes. That would be actually pretty funny. Uh, Instagram truth or dare. Yeah. You should do that. Anyway. Uh, the normal giveaway, it's ongoing. If you like the podcast, 
then go ahead and make sure that a you're a subscriber on itunes leave a comment take a picture of the comment and dm it to the undersun page which is undersun underscore fitness and we will be giving away all kinds of cool prizes bands and workouts and live conversations with nick and i live chats so that is still ongoing please dm me before uh for next week so are, I you, are you feeling hip now yeah i feel hip. so i don't just just remind me that i got a podcast for next that's Tuesday. when like everyone made fun of me when i was when i first started calling vlogs vlogs it's kind of what it is is a video log like instead of a diary log it's a video log whatever yeah whatever is right all right you guys all right we are gonna close this up thanks for tuning in so new time New space, new microphones, new sidekick. The podcast formerly known as the James Grage Theory. <laughs> new sidekick. Oh God. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't listen. See ya. I am the real Batman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>